This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10. Five touchdown Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson. Good to have him back, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you enjoy your trip to Southeast Kansas, beautiful SEK, Independence Country Club? Did you live it up? Uh, it was just about like it always is. It was peachy. It was, it was a very good weekend. And we actually did well in the tournament this time, which hasn't happened for a while. In fact... All the guys that, uh, you know, there's, there's a, a small group of us, uh, and all of them placed this year. And there was uh, – this year Look there at were, you. Yeah. And uh, Sleek Meek and his partner. Oh, I love Sleek Meek. Sle- Everybody loves He's Sleek Meek. He's one of my Meek. favorites. Sleek Meek and his partner, they kind of bagged it the first day. They ended up winning Sea Flight. And then uh, my son, Mons, and his son, my grandson, young Mons, they got second – in the tournament, I didn't know you had any children. Steve. Well, happy by, Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> they got second in the tournament overall because Ben, my friend Brian's son Ben, was probably the best golfer out of the 180 golfers that were there. There were 180 playing this year. Uh, they shot 63 in the scramble on Saturday. It's a pretty good round. And, and according to his dad, he helped maybe Ben one shot. So Ben probably shot 64 by himself. Uh, number 18 is a par five, 550 yards, had a little wind in her back. Ben hit driver wedge, 550 yards. Not bad. Yeah. Ben can really play. And they even got fourth of the horse race, but actually the old man kind of helped him out. And then my partner and I, uh, we got fourth in the B flight. We didn't play very good the first day, played pretty good the last two days. And we, uh, kind of threw some money away on the last hole. If uh, we just make a par on the last hole, we make a lot more money than what we did. But we had a good time. Uh, Sleek Meek was in storytelling mode. Had some new material this year on, on Friday night. Great dinner, horse race on Saturday afternoon. Great horse race. Uh, I think the winning team, they made a lot. They made a few shekels, let's just say that. Uh, real good turnout, though. Uh, there was probably anywhere from 800 to 800 people probably watching the horse race wow! in golf carts. They surround all the greens on every hole. It's really cool. So uh, the only bad thing, the weather didn't really cooperate on uh, Friday. We, did, we played Friday morning, and when we teed off, it was 55 degrees. The wind was blowing. Burr. The wind was blowing about 25 miles an hour. For those of you that don't know, Steve typically doesn't play a lot of golf if the weather is 
under about 73. Well, I don't. So for 55. And I don't, I don't play when the wind blows 25 or 30 out of the north either. So it, And there was a light rain. So it was really miserable on Friday. Saturday, the wind blew hard. And then Sunday, uh, overnight, they got three inches of rain. We didn't think we were even going to play. But that course drained so unbelievably well. Other than a couple holes, um, it wasn't bad. We did get to play the ball up in the fairway. It was an alternate shot format. And uh, it was uh, – but the, the, the conditions were benign. Uh, it was real over – it was real dark. I mean, you almost – I felt like I needed to have a spotlight sometimes to see, but we didn't play all the afternoon. But the rain held off. And then by about the last four holes, five holes, the sun came out. And it was perfect. So anyway. Are you content with your big weekend? I am content with my big weekend. Because I was really worried that you were going to come back here and go, Well, I'll tell you. Oh, that weekend was terrible. I'm never going back. After Friday, I wasn't so sure. Because, man, it was like I'd never even played the game before on Friday. Uh, My partner played really well the first six holes. And I think we were two over after six in the low ball. And then I kind of came alive. I think we were like one over on the next six holes. And then we had a kind of a train wreck on a couple holes. And uh, ended up we had we had a triple and a double in a stretch of three holes, so we went five of our nine over not five of our eight over was in a three hole stretch. So anyway, it was a good weekend. Got to see a lot of people. For those of you that would like to hear the full recap of Steve's round, shot for shot, you oh, can either ask it. Coach Kinneman or he'll post it at Mid Kansas Online. I don't. I couldn't even tell you shot by shot because I was shot by the weekend. I mean, it was. Uh, I'm not. I'm just not used to. Uh, you know, staying up real late like, you know, you do when you go down there. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, most of the guys that always come, did come. Played with some great guys. In fact, on Saturday played with uh, Jeff Liker, who was a few years younger than me in school. Uh, real good friends. He, I mean, knows Coach Pav. He, he talked about Coach Pav. Says, he says, man, you guys got a winner down there. And, of course, he went to the same high school with Chet Harlan, the defensive coordinator. Chet's an indie bulldog. So, uh a lot of good time. Like I say, other than the weather and our hotel room, the power going out at 3 o'clock in the morning on Ooh. Saturday, our TV blew up. So we had no TV Saturday night or Sunday. So, But other than that, it was a pretty good weekend. Steve, I know that you were playing a ton of golf this weekend, but were you able to follow along with the U.S. Open much this weekend? Yeah. we. Uh, in fact, you know, we played in the morning on Friday, so we got to see it Friday afternoon. Uh, Saturday we played. I didn't see much of Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I got home in time to see, you know, crunch time. Uh, Gary Woodland, of course, hitting that unbelievable chip shot on the 17th hole on the green. Yet he chipped it because there was a big mound. Chipped it up to about two. Well, he did that and on Sunday too. Well, that's what I'm talking about on Sunday. Oh, okay. On number 17. I thought you meant on on Saturday. I didn't see Saturday, but Sunday he chipped one uh, over the mound to about three feet. Saved a par. That's what really won. He won the tournament right there, and just shows he played 18. Iron, iron, iron birdie. So uh, uh, congratulations to Gary Woodland. Of course, if you read my column today, if you, if you, the game, you know, Gary Woodland, of course, uh, KU Jayhawk golfer, but he was also a McPherson Bullpups killer in the 2002 state championship basketball game. He played for Shawnee Heights. I believe he scored 28 points. I haven't been able to run down the box score of that game. I've looked everywhere. But I believe he had 28 points. I think he had like six threes, and he, he made a bunch of free throws. Coach late. Kinnaman said that he made 17 free throws. I think he made, yeah. He I think he had like six threes, and well, then he wouldn't have had seven. He wouldn't have had six threes, but he made a bunch of threes. And he made a ton of free throws, and he was, you know, that's a bullpup team that was actually a year away from being great. They were really good, 
but they were all basically underclassmen other than a couple players. And the next year, of course, the Bullpups won state. They had the Bruner brothers, Jordan Fithian, Tim Cleaver, Jamie Christ, Anthony Gross. Uh, they were like a six-man team, basically. They didn't have much bench that year, but that, st- that first six was so good that, uh, you know, they pretty much dominated teams that year. Well, what a fun weekend, fun run for Gary Woodland. And whether you are a KU fan or not, I would imagine most Kansas State fans, most people from this area know Gary Woodland and generally probably root for him. I don't know very many people that I stumble across here that know who he is that say, oh, I'm not rooting for that guy. I think he's really well-liked on the PGA Tour. uh, Paul Azinger said... After he said he'll be one of the most popular winners to win the U.S. Open because he's one of those guys, you know, he doesn't say much. He lets his action, you know, his actions do his talking for him. But you never see him ever throw a temper tantrum, get upset on the course when he hits a bad shot or anything. He's just real easy going. They said that's maybe the critics always let's kind of knock on him. He sometimes maybe doesn't appear that he likes the game that much. Is that intense? Because he's just so laid back. He just lets everything roll off his back. But, uh, boy, what a solid performance. And, and and it's hard to believe. He's 35 years old. It doesn't seem like he's been around that long, but he actually has been. He's 35. And in this day and age of the, you know, the Rory's and the Spees and the guys like that, the younger guys, you know, this can be a career changer. You, you figure he's probably got about five really, really good years left. Once you hit 40, you know, on the tour, that's when it – you. It, 40 to 50 is that kind of dead zone for PGA golfers. Yeah. Because they're, they're at, at, when you're 40, you're not quite good enough to be in the hunt every week on the regular tour, but you can't play the seniors for 10 years. But, uh, boy, Gary Woodland hits a t- ball a ton. And he did play Turkey Creek one time. When Ooh. Shawnee Heights, I can't remember what he shot, but I know he didn't win. Uh, I think he, number five, I believe, if I remember right, gave him some trouble. I want Gives everybody some trouble. I want to say he shot something like, 77 or something like that at Turkey Creek. Maybe I could beat him then. Uh, no. Not today. But, you know, he could get on number five now at Turkey <laughs> and Creek. And drive the green. And probably just about, I, oh, yeah. Downwind, I'll bet he could drive the green because it's about 390 yards, and he can probably hit it with with a big wind at his back. I'll bet he could hit it pretty close to the green. Well, Steve, when I think about Gary Woodland, I have put him into this category in my brain, in my golf brain, of those guys that – are maybe good enough to win a tournament, but just have or a big tournament. Right. I mean, I know he's won some tournaments before, but to be able to win a major, some of those guys that they've been on the cusp of it for such a long time, Matt Kuchar, Ricky Fowler, Tony Finau. I know Jason Day has won a couple, but guys like that that are kind of in that middle zone. They're in that they're in that twenty to fifty. Well now area. he has finally pushed himself out of that zone and has proven to people why he has been so good. I mean, he's been really good for the last six majors, eight majors. Yeah, he's, he's been, been in the hunt of everything. He's been in the top ten like six of the last nine, I believe I heard a stat. And how about this too, Steve? As I pull up the official World Golf Rankings, you want to hear some names of people that Gary Woodland is now ranked higher than okay. as the number 12 golfer in the world? Matt Kuchar, Ricky Fowler, Paul Casey, Tony Finau, Adam Scott, Jason Day, Webb Simpson, Tommy Fleetwood, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Jordan Spieth. If I can continue on and on, these are people that he is better than in the world. And this is a guy from Topeka. That's right. And started off his college career playing basketball at Washburn. Yeah, and then he said, I guess, uh, 
uh, when he transferred to KU to play golf, someone asked if he wanted to play basketball, and I guess he like guarded Kirk Heinrich in a pickup game, and he said, right then I knew I can't play for the Jayhawks. The only golfers in the world that are ranked higher than him are Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods is still at five, which sort of surprises me, Molinari, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Bryson DeChambeau, John Rahm. And when you are in that list, you're doing something right. And what about Kepka? Kepka was incredible yeah. on, on and, Sunday. And you know, when we had our show last Wednesday, uh, you, myself, and Treg Fall, none of us picked Kepka in our top two picks because... Remember, I said I just didn't think he could do it again. No, we just figured at some point he can't be in the top... You know, in every major now, almost it seems like he's in the top three every time. And we, we figure at some point... He's not going to get it done, but I I really believe you give him one more one more round. If that had been a five round tournament, he might have caught Gary Woodland. I was watching Brooks Kepka throughout the beginning of that round, and he was two or three groups in front of Gary Woodland, and so he had a little bit of time to start building up some momentum. He bur- comes out and birdies number one. He birdies number three. He birdies number four. He birdies number five. And I'm going, is well, this guy going to shoot 1,600? Well, maybe they need to have a website that shows every shot of Brooks Kepka than a website that shows every shot of Tiger Woods. Because where was Tiger this week? He wasn't a lot of fun to watch. I, I didn't watch. I, like I said, I didn't watch. I didn't get to watch it that close. But Justin I, Rose was pretty bad on Sunday. He was good for three days, apparently. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was never really close at all on Sunday and had to play in that group with Gary Woodland who they played really, really slow. They were way behind everybody as the final group. But a fun weekend for Gary Woodland. I know that everybody around here generally roots for him. Sure. And so for him to finally get his due and finally win a major, it was a lot of fun. And plus, you've heard the saying before that winning a major is worth about 20 times more money right. than it is from the check that you get handed to you when you walk off the he court. Do, he doesn't ha- and he doesn't have to pay for many meals. So, oh, U.S. Open champ, hey, your meal's picked well, up. Well, what's the cut for the winner at the U.S. Open? Probably $3 million? Oh, no, no. Less than that? No. Oh, yeah, less than that. Like how much? What I are you thinking? Say, I, I'm thinking 1.8. All right, well, 1.8. What's that times 20? That's a lot. So that's about $40 million, somewhere probably, right in yeah, there? Yeah, probably so. So what the rationale behind that is, is that you get to qualify for all these tournaments. You probably get an invitation to the Masters for the next five years. You get a lot of exemptions. There are, there are a ton of exemptions. And so based off of that, you get to play in more tournaments, even when you're older. And it, and it basically puts him on the Ryder Cup for 2020 at Whistling Straits, which, of course, I played last summer. Yeah, we'll see if he can shoot a little better score than you did that hey, day. Hey, I didn't lose a golf ball at Whistling Straits. We'll see if he can say that. Well, I think you almost done. died at Whistling Straits. I di- about died a week <laughs> later. I was, in the, I was in the hospital for three days a week after Whistling Straits. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, we need to dive into maybe the other biggest news of the weekend involving the NBA world and Steve's very good friend, LeBron James. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. 
Steve, the big news of the weekend, besides your very good friend Gary Woodland winning the U.S. Open, was that the Los Angeles Lakers have cemented themselves as the Vegas favorites to win the NBA championship coming up next season. And here are the details with that. So we knew during the middle of this season, the Lakers were very interested in Anthony Davis and making a deal with the Pelicans. And then everything kind of fell through and it felt like some of the Lakers players were not real happy with LeBron. Yeah, well, it's because Anthony Davis basically took the second half of the season off. He only played when he felt like it. And, uh, you know, he's a great talent. You know, I've seen some, I think Stephen A. Smith had him as number five player in the NBA. I don't rank him that high. I mean, I know he's a good player, but maybe I think he's a guy that really needed a change of scenery yes. because he needs motivated. I just don't feel like he was very – I didn't feel like he was very motivated the last couple of years because he knew the Pelicans weren't going to be very good. And I, I didn't know about this trade until yesterday because I was really – You were under a rock? I was – well, I was – doing stuff yeah but when i first looked at this trade i said new orleans absolutely ripped off the lakers that's a great trade i think it's pretty balanced both ways but i'm sorry lebron is going to be 35 years old anthony davis is a is a superstar but you got to have five guys and they basically traded everything else yeah but do you really think that Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart are that important to that team because that team has done squat for three years. They have done nothing. But Brandon Ingram was pretty good this year. He's okay, but he's never been able to do anything. But you know what Big Baller said. He said they will never win another NBA championship. And he says, you get those other Ball brothers down in New Orleans. Oh, that's going to be the greatest team ever. Big Baller saying... His son's going to make I'm it. I'm trying home. to not give that guy a ton of airtime because he's just a clown. And I, he is. I, I'm, I'm real sick of his. He is a clown. His shtick. But but those three. But I don't think Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart would help there's them. There's also three first-round draft picks. And those, this year's number four. So you're going to get Zion with one. You're going to get a pretty good player at that four spot. Uh, now, the thing is, they're saying the Culver Jarrett Culver from, from Texas, Texas Tech. Tech might be their pick because he'd give them that kind of defensive stopper because, you know, he was really a good defensive player for Texas Tech. But, uh, you know, they've still got some other good players. Drew Holiday's a good player. I, I just think it was a good trade for the Pelicans, and I think for the Lakers, they are in win-now mode. They have got to win now. But they've still got space, salary cap room for another max player, whether it's Kawhi who I don't think it'll be, Kyrie Irving, who I think it could be, and maybe Kimba Walker, you know. but Because uh, now they've got space to add that third elite player. Right. And we have seen what LeBron James can do when he gets three, two other elite players right. with him. And I think that LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be a very good combination together, very similar to what I think it was LeBron and Kevin Love. I thought that was a good combination, that those two played well together. Then if you but, throw in but another Davis, guard. But Anthony Davis is a lot better. Right. Love. And so I think they're a good combination and that Anthony Davis will be very good. LeBron will be very good. And then if you bring in one other pretty good player and then another franchise-esque player, a big name, big salary guy, well, they keep then saying I think this team could be pretty good. Jimmy Butler's name has been thrown out there. Uh, I was trying to think. I heard a couple other names last night, but... They still have Kyle Kuzma, remember. Now, he's right. not, I think he's pretty good. And he's the one that they wanted to keep out of this group, which shows you how much they thought of Brandon Ingram as well as Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart. I'm telling you, 
those three did not matter to that group. And Brandon Ingram, to me, just looks like he's... He's okay, he but... He plays for himself. He's playing for stats. He's okay. He's just not good enough to do anything there. He needs somebody else around him that makes him but, better. But to make them the favorite... They're, I guess Vegas is assuming Kawhi won't be back with Toronto. Which well, the other thing to remember here, Steve, look at what just happened north of the Lakers right? and what that team is going to be like. Yeah. Probably no Klay Thompson, probably no Kevin Durant. Who knows where Kawhi Leonard's going to be. So all the teams that are the other favorites are kind of crumbling. And, and then you look at Golden State. Then you, you look really, at Boston. Do you really think Golden State's going to bring Boogie back? No. I, Bo- I don't know Boogie, what they're going to do. Boogie's not going to play for $5 million. Remember when Boogie Cousins signed with the Warriors? He signed a team-friendly deal because he thought he could win a championship. He was actually – his price tag for other teams was about $20 million. So, you know, Boogie didn't look all that great in the playoffs. So, he's kind of he's, – he's a man without a country, so to speak. I don't know what's going to happen to Boogie. Uh, he, I, I think he's going to – He's going to have to really take a lot less than what the, he thinks the market is. He's going to get about half of what he thinks. Somebody will get him for like $10 million, but his days of $20 million, they're probably over. So if Golden State is not really in the picture against the Lakers, the other two or three teams that could be in the picture, Houston. the Houston Rockets, do you really think the Houston Rockets are going to win the Western Conference and go no, win the NBA Finals? Probably not. Then you look at a team like Portland, they're just two guys. Yeah. They're really just two guys. And yeah. LeBron's been really good in his career at beating teams like that. Maybe you throw in a Denver. I just don't think there's anybody out there that can really beat them if Golden State is not 100%. Yeah, but then you look in the East, you got Toronto. Even even without Kawhi, they're pretty good. Milwaukee. You know what LeBron James has done to Toronto well, in I his know, career? I know. He has taken that entire city, crumbled it up into a ball, and thrown it into the recycling and bin across the we gotta room. we got to remember, Milwaukee had the NBA's best record. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not real sold on them either. I just think it's open. This is a year that it is going to be very open, and especially if Golden State never gets back to the spot that they were, then this could be a LeBron chance with the Lakers for so, a couple of championships. So what's, what's Kevin Durant going to do? Is he gonna I think he's going to sit on the bench with a torn Achilles. And earn $31 million. Or is some team going to go ahead and sign him and say, we'll waste a year so we can get him. We'll let him, you know, we'll throw away next year with him, but we want him for the years after. And sometimes players never come back from a ruptured Achilles. And Clay Thompson, he's probably not going to play. If he does, it would be just at the very end. And see, he's a. Do the, do the Warriors want to sign two guys? That are just going to sit the bench? For a, for a combined $50 million that aren't going to. Do you want to spend $50 million for two players? That are going to just basically probably not even travel with the team and sit at home and watch them on TV? I don't know, Steve. I think I'm in on this Lakers team. I think they're going to be very good, and I think LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be a really good combination. But who's the coach? Frank Vogel? Is that his it name? It doesn't matter. You know who the coach LeBron's is. Number the 23 co- is the LeBron's coach. LeBron's the coach. Number 23 is the coach. And that is the problem. That's why guys kind of don't want to play with LeBron because the coach is just a figurehead. LeBron coaches the team. And Bring back Ty Lue. Ty, they wanted Ty Lue, but they wouldn't pay Ty Lue. Because the Lakers are dumb. Yeah, they are dumb. All right, Steve, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, I need you to make a prediction for me on something coming up today. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... 
Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I'm nervous. Why is that? The mighty Arkansas Razorbacks are going to play here in five minutes, and I'm afraid they're going to be two and done. Two and barbecue. And gone. Two and barbecue. See you later. I'm nervous. Texas Tech pretty good? The Texas Tech Red Raiders are very good. Well, Arkansas is ranked like fifth in the country. I know, but I'm, I'm just the, nervous, They played in the mighty SEC where baseball is king. Well, that's right, but they lost on Saturday night up in Omaha. I was there, even yeah. though you've never been to the state of Nebraska. Never been there. It was a great trip. Yeah. Stopped by York. Went sure. to Lincoln. Sure. Went to the great city of Geneva, Nebraska. Never heard of it. Oh, it, it's just phenomenal. All right. But made the trip up there Saturday. Stood in the general admission line for two hours. Wound our way into the stadium. All of my Arkansas people, we were feeling good. Sure. Woo pig suey. We were, we were feeling it. You didn't bring the bats. No, they didn't bring the bats. They didn't bring anything. A lot of strikeouts. Ugh. Lost so, one to nothing to Florida State. I had like to the sit Royals. there and hear, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was painful, Steve. No woo, pig, suey, poop, whatever you call it. Yeah, they were having fun last year. And yeah. everybody was having fun. All the Arkansas people were feeling really good. And then you lose to a Florida State. I don't like Florida State. I don't fe- want to lose to them. Did you feel like the better team won? No. Okay. Arkansas had a lot of chances. And they just couldn't cash them in. Okay. And and the the bad thing was they had really good chances with like their best players up. It wasn't like okay we got second and third, but the worst player in the lineup is up. They would have runner on third base, bottom of the eighth inning, with their two best bats up at the plate, and both would strike out. So hopefully they can win today, extend this weekend a little bit longer. Then they would either play Michigan or Florida State again. And Ooh, Steve, you and Jamie Piper be going head-to-head. Well, Jamie Piper was there. I got to see him. Michigan was feeling good. They are going, go blue. Who, who Hail won, to the victors. Who, who were the four first-round first winners? So Michigan beat Texas Tech. Okay. Arkansas lost to Florida State. Okay. Vanderbilt beat Louisville. And Vanderbilt's my pick. Right? Vanderbilt's very good. Yeah. And then Mississippi State beat Auburn. The Bulldogs were down 4-1 going into the bottom of the ninth. Ooh. And it was 4-3. to three. Auburn had an easy ground ball to the third baseman. Ball game. Airmail. Bad throw. Bad throw. So Mississippi State was able to win. So Arkansas is down in the loser's bracket. They're going to play here in about three minutes. And I need your prediction. Are the Hogs going to keep this season going or are they done? I got to go with the Big 12. Texas Tech. I'm a Big 12. Tim Tadlock. You know much about him? Never heard of him. He's the Texas Tech head coach. I'm a Big 12 guy, so I always root for the Big 12. What about Arkansas? Why don't you root for them? I have no skin in the game. Well, you got me. Well, but you want my, Jim to be happy. Well, I want Jim to be happy. How about this, Steve? I've been to the College World Series five or six times to watch the Arkansas Razorbacks. Sure. 
You want to know how many games they have won when Jim is in attendance? Zero. Zero. They have never won a game when well, I've been there. It drives not, me crazy. You're not there today, so they're going to win. Maybe. Maybe. Well. I've, and, and the problem is, it's not like they get bounced to and out all that often. Yeah. I'm just there every time they lose. Oh. I've been there in years where they've you're won several games. You're an albatross. I know. I'm the worst. Yeah, tomorrow, on the show, <laughs> tomorrow on the show, Steve, we're going to have Coach Chris Strathman for the McPherson oh. I girls on. Okay. Get a little recap of what they've been doing over the summer. They were at the Pittsburgh State team camp last week. Good. Had a lot of success. You know who they played? Uh, I don't know. They played the Mighty Olathe East Hawks. Did they? And they beat them. I wonder if they played the, uh, what is it, the Magic down from... I went to a, a visitation on uh, Friday night, and Ronnie Davis, uh, the brother, my friend who passed away, he coaches, he coached Tristan Gag, the Rutherford girl from yeah. out... Lebec County? He coaches that Magic team down there in southeast Kansas. So. Well, they're not playing an AAU team. Okay. They were playing other high schools. I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So right. they probably weren't playing the Magic. They weren't Maybe the Lebec County Grizzlies. Could have. Maybe Could've. they were playing them. Could have. All right, so we'll do that tomorrow on the show. Wednesday we'll do something, and then Thursday is when I'm heading to Viva Las Vegas. There you go. Viva. And we'll be feeling good, Steve. All right. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.